Hello and welcome back to Enlightenment and Laughter. We're back, finally. for far too long but they're the twist again first episode back and you've not got both your hosts unfortunately due to Sharky having a life um, they were unable to film today and like so we planned out so for this episode I get a replacement hello <laughs> me and Evan <laughs> I'm here and lay, later on in this season, you'll see me not be here and it'll be them, them together, Sharky and Evan. But just for today, it is me and Evan together. Yep. And in a way, I felt like it, it kind of worked out for the best, considering what the episode is about. Yeah. In hindsight, it does work out better. Yeah, we are, I think I feel about the title... We're talking about depression today. Whoa! You guys kind of already know my... (laughs) You guys kind of already know my story with depression because we did a full two-hour episode on it. And it kind of fits in with the whole fact of, like, I don't have clinically, like... what's What's the word? Clinically diagnosed depression... But all of the, like, major, like, this is kind of what a depressed person is. Yeah, I am literally every single one of those things. things. And I have days where whatever it is called, whatever's wrong with me. Yeah, I have worse days and better days. It's weird. And don't you, you don't you have actually... Clinically diagnosed depression. Um. Yeah, my therapist has told me I do have anxiety and depression. So, so the anxiety part we've got more of a hand on. It's the depression part that we're focusing on mostly because that's the thing that's affecting me more so now. The thing is, the depression though, as the thing that annoys me about depression is more of what people think it is. Everyone's there like, oh, it's feeling sad, it's feeling, like, down, it's feeling... They think it's feeling down, sad, depressed constantly over a long period of time, which it is. Which it, we're not there are days, about. are days where you can be happy and then the next down is, like, it's not all clean. It's not black and white. You have days where you're okay and then the days you're not and it's all varied and mixed up and it's like it's up and down it's not just a straight line that thing it's it's not a straight line no i'm not a straight line at all but you know <laughs> that's kind of what i was gonna say like for me i'm gonna keep calling what i have depression guys because 
to me, that's what it seems like. I'm not saying like I have depression, but it. Yeah, you've got the signs of it. So. It's kind of like hundred percent, like in the direction of like, look at this. It seems like you have this, and the way my depression, quotation marks, that I'm not always like, oh, I hate the world. I'm upset. I'm this. Sometimes it's just like I can't physically get out of bed. I'm physically and mentally exhausted. And that's how it, it's not always feeling like sad and like, oh my God, the world is so shit. It's tiredness. It's like not one, not having any energy. You feel like you can't do anything. You physically can't do it. You can't handle it. You can't do anything. You feel just shit and unable to do anything it's you feel so tired and it is exhausting I'm gonna be honest it's exhausting so it's all of those things it's, it's like you can't get out of bed like without dreading the day you can't get out of bed without this effort and this weight on you it's so hard to deal with if it gets that bad it feels like someone's almost, for me, also, I'm, I'm saying for me, everything I say about, like, it feels like this, it's based on my experience. This is, this is not me saying, you should feel like this. That's not that's not what we're doing. We're not being like, you should feel exhausted. You should not feel, not feel like you can be able to get out of bed. You should not always feel... No. That's not that's... what we're doing. No. We're giving Did our you... experiences to, like kind of guide you to kind of see like it's not a straight line it's not it's not set it's not you are depressed and that is it it is you having these days where you are full of energy for a short while and then depressed the next and then it goes up and down it's not it like i said it's not set yeah and it's not all what I want to say it's not it doesn't always have a reason either that annoys me so much why well, I, like, I, <laughs> I, I I have these episodes and I have had an episode recently and the first thing my mum said to me was why and I'm like I don't know it just happened and she kept asking me why. I said to her, I don't know why it doesn't have a reason. It just happens. It just happened. I, I don't have a reason. I don't have... I didn't think about anything negative. I didn't think about anything like that. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get through the day. I just... I just couldn't. Yeah. I had an episode like last week, literally like last week from when I'm filming this, and I broke down to my girlfriend. Like I broke down in like I don't I don't break I don't break down a lot, and even though it seems like I do, but when I break down, you can, you know something's not right because I don't show I try not to show my emotions. I'm not good I'm not good at not showing my emotions, but I try my hardest not to show it. And I literally broke down to her and she was like, what's wrong? Like, I was like, I don't know. And I just felt shit. I felt completely like 
crap about myself, about everything. Nothing felt right. And yeah. for me, I kind of sat there. It, if I'm being honest, kind of like how I was last year in November, I contemplated ways. I'll say I'm not going into any specific details, but I can I considered ways of ending it again. And not all of my down days are like that. Some days it's just like, oh, I can't get out of bed. I can't physically get out of bed. I'm dreading the day. But that day was one of my worst days. So I was sat there. I was like. I don't think I can do this anymore. And I was sat there with her, and she, I literally sat there and almost broke up with her. So I was like, I'd rather, in, in my head, I was like, on the day, I was like, I'd rather hurt you now by breaking up with you so you hate me. So when I do, so because in that, in that moment, it was saying something that I was going to do something to myself. So to me, it was like, if I break up with you and hurt you then, you'll be angry at me and you won't care if I do it. Yeah. Which is stupid. <laughs> looking at it like right now where I'm feeling a bit better, it was a stupid way of looking at it. But that's how I went about it. And you I don't always... think really when you're not, not in the right state. And we almost did end up breaking up on the day. She was like, I don't want to keep putting, making you feel like this. She thought I was being genuinely serious about like, oh, I just don't know, don't want to put you through all this. I don't think this is right for you. And she's like, I don't want to make you feel like that. Like, but it's not you. Like, sitting in now, I'm like, but it wasn't her. It was nothing to do with her in the nicest way possible. Like, it was nothing to actually do with her. It's me sat there and I was like, I don't want to put this... You want to drag her down with you. Yeah. But then looking at it now, I'm like, she's one of the main reasons why I'm still here. So I need to kind of stay in a better headspace for her. Yeah. It's all, it's really difficult. It's, because like when I'm sitting here now, I feel like I'm a completely different person to the guy I was last week in that episode. Looking back on my episode, um, I look back and I think, what the hell happened that day that made me feel like that and I honestly I'm gonna be honest I just wanted to give up I I just couldn't do it I couldn't I I couldn't I was so tired I, I genuinely didn't want to and I scared um my friends because I just broke down and said, I can't do this anymore. I feel like giving up. And I scared them and I felt so much worse for it. And I I look back and I'm like, you could have got over it easily. And I, I feel really crap about it because I made them worry. And now... Like yesterday, they asked me, "Are you okay after the episode?" And I was like, "Not really, but like, they didn't mean it like, are you okay? Like, is your depression bad? They meant it as in like, are you okay? Are you still that tired? I do you still want to give up?" And I was just, I I really do feel bad for pulling them down a bit. 
but I do know I can't help it because even if I hadn't said anything, I would have brought them down anyways from my episode. And that's the way, like, I look at last, like, what happened, you, you remember what happened last year, everyone does. Yeah. And, like, the next day I came in after being in the hospital, uh, not because of anything medical, as I explained in the episode last, like, a couple months ago, but I, I went, I was sent to the hospital by the school, and they were like, go to the mental health crisis team, they need to check you over, because, like, you're not well, mentally. And I wasn't, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm well now, because... I'm not. Like, I, I know I'm not. I don't think I'm ever going to be like, oh, I'm fine again, because I'm not. Like, if I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to be all, like, sunshine and rainbows again. <laughs> no, it's more of, like, a, a constant weight on your chest, like, when is it going to happen next? When are you going to let them down again? At least for me, that's how it is. It's like, every time I have an episode, every time I want to... I'm going to say it. Every time I feel like I want to end my own life, I feel like I'm letting people down. And that's how it is for me, because I feel like I'm letting everyone down, sitting there and being like, actually contemplating, like, hmm, I want to give up for good. And like, it, it, and this is really deep, what we are on about, but like, it is genuinely like what I sit and think about. Yeah. I sit there and I'm like, who would actually give a shit if I died today? At times I do joke about it, like, with friends, because they can go, oh, end yourself, and I say yes, but there are times where I do say it and I do genuinely think I might as well, because I'm losing reasons, and I am so, so tired. It is so tiring. And it's one of the reasons, well, it is one of the many reasons I am getting help because I, I can't keep going on the way I am. Yeah. I, I recognise that. I can tell I can't keep going on like this because if I'm starting to think like that, how long will it be till I actually do try something? Because I I am so, so tired. It's just, I'm exhausted. It's kind of a similar thing for me, to be honest. Because there are some weekends where I sit there in my room all day, literally in bed, not getting up, not getting dressed, not getting up. I'm in my bed all day. And I just sit there and think, and my brain is the biggest bitch out there. Yeah. Like, if you if I sit there and contemplate for a day where I can... Because at the weekend, none of my mates message me. And I get they're busy. I get they have life and they're doing stuff. And it's nothing to do with actually to do with me. But when I'm sat there at a weekend and no one's messaged me all weekend, besides, like, my girlfriend and, like, maybe you or Sharky, mm-hmm. sit there and I'm like, there's got to be another reason why they don't message me. This And then I overthink everything. Yeah. And my brain goes into, like, if they, if they don't care about you over a weekend, what's the point? And then that, that is why a few times I've relapsed with myself harming. Yeah. Because I'm like, no one gives a shit. Why should I? And then yeah. I'm, I'm at the minute, I'm going to just share this with you guys. At the minute, I'm two months, two months, not two months. I wish I was two months. I'm two weeks clean at the minute from when I'm filming this. 
and it's genuine. No, but it's genuinely so tough. So, like when I when I see yeah. like, when I go into the kitchen to make make food, which I don't do a lot because my, my parents are amazing, but. I I open the drawer like get when I go to get like stuff out to do my food and stuff. I I genuinely remember where I I stand there and like I look at the knives and I'm like, how easy it would be. Yeah. Just to and like. That's, that's why I was clapping because I know how hard it is. Because, believe it or not, that happened to me, and I, re I really wanted to do it every time I get like shouted at or like told I did something wrong I feel like relapsing because I feel like I deserve it for like I need that sort of punishment and so far I haven't done it I've been clean for a good month or two now because I mean there was a relapse like a couple months ago but I'm, yeah. I'm I've been clean ever since. But the thing is, though, so, when you when you've done it once, you're more likely to do it again. Yeah. You know the release it gives you, even if it gives you it for a couple of seconds, and it's almost for me. For me, once again, all this, all I'm saying is for me, not saying you guys need to feel this. No, no. What we're saying is from our experience with it. It's not. Oh everyone feels like this no it's how we feel about it so do yeah. not take what we say it's like and advice. Like... Don't, don't take it as fact because it's how yeah. we deal and how yeah. we experience it something you can take as fact though is like when people say oh just just stop cutting yourself then they don't realize how hard it is you don't get it like you don't get we don't the way I, I don't I don't want to hurt myself that's not why I do it no when I do it I want to punish myself yeah that's, that's why I do it because in my head I've done something wrong and I deserve to be punished I don't do it because I'm like hmm this is fun let me just randomly grab a knife and slice my arm open I'm not no we do it because we think of it as a punishment and once you have punished yourself you feel better for it because you think oh we've done something good out of this even if it hurts you it's not all because we want to do it it's because sometimes we feel a need to do it yeah I feel like people don't get with depression it's the fact that we don't choose it. People genuinely, I've, I've genuinely, genuinely been asked before, like, oh, just stop being depressed. I've, I've actually replied to someone who said that to me before. I was like, if I could, I would. <laughs> yeah, if if I could get rid of this mental illness and anything, I, I would, because I, I can't live with it. It'd be so I'd be so much better off without it, but I can't get rid of it. Sadly, I have to work on that. We have to work on that. <laughs> we can't just make go. Oh, it's gone. Um, we have to work on it. We have to improve ourselves mentally over time. Yeah. And there's going to be those times where we have down days and like those days where we can't we feel like we can't do anything but that's part of 
getting better. Yeah. Because, like, I can tell from, like, when I started therapy, I was so much worse from when I started to now. Because now it's more of a case that I'm having depressive episodes and, like, this low mood and, like, being more anxious than, ha- like, before. Because before, I would constantly break down. I would have so many panic attacks. I found, like, I was lightheaded. And it's, like, just from looking from there to now, it I'm so much better than before. But I'm still not okay. I'm far from that. Yeah. So. I've got... At the minute, we're sorting out with the school and stuff through a program called Rise. We're trying to figure out some group therapy for me, which will happen inside school hours. And it will all be sorted out for me. It'll be like, I'll be in with a group of people like my, my age and like around all that. And it'll be a way for me to like get help I need because I know I know I need help. I've been saying for months I need therapy. I need something like that along those lines to help to like make me be better, feel better. Because it isn't healthy. I know it isn't healthy, but it literally feels like I'm going to die. Not even by choice. It it feels like because of how I'm feeling, it feels like I'm just going to die. It is very hard. Yeah. But another thing I kind of want to point out is that it isn't just people like us, quote unquote, air quotes here, normal people. No. Who go through this, which was a really nice lead into what we want to talk about as well. Um. Yeah. Many celebrities and, like, people of fame and of more money, more whatever you want to call it, people like that still experience depression and anxiety, and they they still have mental health. They're not, like, this type of superhuman race. No. And the rest of us. Everyone experiences mental health like negative mental health at some point no one is immune to that no one is because if if they were lucky them (laughs) but they're not and there are some people we do know of that uh, like the famous people that do have these illnesses so yeah people who openly speak out about them so that's what we're gonna we've chose two and we're gonna speak about them now We chose two celebrities to talk about their stories and not to try and sound binary, but we chose one male, one female. Yep, we did. Um, and the first the first celebrity we're going to talk about is Gwyneth Paltrow. Gotcha. I know her most from playing... Who did she play? Peppa Potts, Iron Man's wife in Iron Man. And I know she, oh, Andrew Longley, that's mostly the stuff I know her, know her from. Yep. And before, like, Evan found this story, I did not have a clue she ever actually experienced depression. 
Yeah, it was only when I looked on Google that we found out, so fun. We have a, like, description in front of us, like, which we wrote ourselves. Like, kind <laughs> of, like, summarising her story. So, I'll yeah. let... I'll let the child um, read out. Uh, how dare you? Anyways, <laughs> taking over. So, Gwyneth. So, after childbirth, she was... Uh, the doctors had tried putting her on antidepressants. But she refused those. She tried therapy instead. And she had started exercising. She stopped drinking and she actually gave herself time to, like, heal. She gave herself, like, regeneration time. She said the little things that made it clear that it was okay to listen inwards and give uh, faith. The body knows how to heal itself. And I guess that's quite true. Really? So basically, it's kind of what she's saying is after she gave birth to her son, obviously that's traumatic. Um, so that obviously that gave her a lot she of. She had PPD. She had PPD. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's PPD. Yeah. Yeah. I can have a look at it later, but hey. And when the doctor tried to give her this, like, man-made, unnatural healing thing. Drug. Drug. She Drug. refused it because she had because she had faith that like the na more natural ways of like therapy, exercising, stopping drinking and just kind of giving herself time. Like she kind of had faith that that was going to work. And then, uh, that's kind of the advice I would give. Before you go to being like, I need antidepressants, I need drugs to make us feel better. You should try, try the more, more natural. natural yeah, the more natural approach. Because, I mean, I know someone who has just put on antidepressants straight off the bat and then they've still got issues. And I don't know whether it's gotten better or worse from when they have been put on those, but the, I find more natural approaches can give better results if you give yourself that time to try it and to actually let yourself get better it'll be hard but it works like none but of this is going to be easy to... like none of this is going to be easy if it was easy no one would still have depression <laughs> yeah we wouldn't be suffering if that was the case <laughs> we wouldn't need to we wouldn't need to talk about this if that was how it worked hmm but she kind of is one of the one of the stories I read. So I've, I've read a few over the last few months because obviously what I've been through. Reading mm -hmm. this one, she was one of the people who actually said, "I don't want to be stuck on drugs for the rest of my life. I want to not be like reliant on these drugs, which might not work in the like in the end anyway." Yeah, and I feel like that kind of like opens the way for us to go onto our next celebrity pretty well, considering what his is about. Yeah. I chose this celebrity 
Matthew Perry, he played Chandler on Friends. And I know a lot about this myself, actually, because I've done research on this guy because I love Matthew Perry. And I'll let Aidan explain it because, well, he knows Friends and I, I barely know it. So. <laughs> yeah. After the reunion, like a couple of years ago, of Friends, Matthew Perry spoke about his trouble with drug and alcohol addictions during when the show was actually running. It got that severe while filming the show. He couldn't remember filming seasons three to six. He, he explained how his depression was all due to him putting the pressure on himself. Because he felt, because obviously his character channel was supposed to be, oh, the funny guy, sarcasm and jokes 24-7. He put the pressure on himself feeling like, these are his words, by the way. He felt like if he didn't get a laugh, like from what he was saying in his jokes, he felt like he was going to die. Like it was that severe. like severe. Yeah. I'm trying to find the next bit of my notes now. <laughs> when explaining his addiction, like a journey for addiction, he also explained that he had a near-death experience that, that involved a two-week coma and time on an ECMO machine. Just hear it. There is more I have to say, but just hearing that. I was really shocked when I found that because I had a look through it as well myself and I did give Aiden the summary of it. But when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness. And I did start it off with that. I was like, how how did it get I, I understand how we got that bad, but it's still like it's you don't wow. expect it. Yes, like and something is so shocking. I realize I've I've actually heard about this before. Apparently, there was like twelve of him, twelve of him, twelve people like him on the on the day when he was in a coma on the ECMO machines, and out of those twelve, he was the only one to survive. Wow. Yeah. And it's just whenever it's like this these stories are the reason what make me feel so bad about myself when I do feel so like Yeah, because it's like depressed. you feel like you shouldn't feel like it. But that's why I love those stories. Like if I didn't have these stories, like people being there like Oh well, 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 it's always happened to me. It almost happened to me. I almost died, and like all these other people died, and I didn't. I'm there, like, oh my god, this is what I, this is what I almost did to my family, did to my girlfriend, did to my mates. Yeah, it's kind of like a really unfortunate hit of reality. It's like reality slapped you in the face, saying, "Wake up! This could have been you. This could have been you." Yeah. And the, the last thing I have on my notes about Matthew Perry, it was that he was almost, he was already experiencing his mild addiction with alcohol when he was actually cast as Chandler on the show. Like, and really? to think, someone who's barely, if I'm correct, he wasn't really famous when he got cast as Chandler. And having an addiction, having depression, and being thrown into the limelight I can't even imagine how that feels because Friends was like the most viewed show for a while. Like he had 
like imagine imagine that though experiencing those things and then immediately getting thrown into the spotlight to be this funny guy with all these expectations from other people that is going to make your mental health so much worse and yeah. i don't think people actually realize it how how they view people can affect them very badly People don't realise how much their words are as bad as... Okay, before I can say what I was going to say, let me put it into this respect. If someone walked up to you and stabbed you over and over again, they what? what is the punishment for that, Evan? What is the punishment for that? They'd be sent to prison, wouldn't they? Prison and death for the person they stabbed, right? Yeah? Yeah. And what... How is it when you speak to someone who's depressed or on the on the verge of being depressed and people call you names and make comments and this, that, the other? What's the punishment for the person saying it? Nothing. And what's, that's the thing what's... that gets, it's like, you, you yeah. badmouth them and you expect nothing bad to happen from it. And what, what and then, add on to my point, then what, then what could happen and what most, most of the time does happen to the person who's getting said to? They die, and then what you did is on your hands because you caused it. People don't realise how deep their words cut, and they, like, they do. Like it's ridiculous how many people think they can get away with saying stuff like the amount yeah. of times I've been called fat, gay, not calling it an insult by the way, but like the people who use it as an insult towards me. Because they know, obviously, I've said that many times, like, I'm not gay, get over it. Like, yeah. the amount of people said to me about, like, the way I am, like, the podcast, and the sewer, trying to wind me up and say shit. That gets in, that gets in your head. Mm-hmm. You can call someone worthless, you can call them weak, you could call them a crybaby, it'll get to them. Things that have been said to me still, well, it still gets to me at times, because... I have taken it personally, and I'm going to be honest, I have taken a lot of what certain people have said very personally, and it's how I view myself now. Um, Because at the start, I thought, I shouldn't be feeling like this. This makes me weak. This makes me pathetic. And I, I didn't want it, and I kept refusing it. I kept burying it and hoping it'd go away and I didn't I hadn't realized at the time that it just made it all worse burying your emotions is the worst thing you can ever do and I will openly say that and that is not that is the this is the one thing in this episode you can take of me saying this is advice this is fact keeping your emotions and your depression depressed feelings kept inside and enclosed is the worst thing you can do it's like bottling up like it's like having a can of pop and you shake it it gets all fizzy and it stays in there until something breaks and it bursts it won't help you it didn't help me it didn't help Aiden it didn't help a lot of people it didn't help Matthew Perry it didn't help Gwyneth Paltrow no Katy Perry Lady Gaga all the other ones we've we read about earlier we thought about earlier Wayne Johnson as well Rock. 
So it it really doesn't help. And I feel like the children, I'm going to say children because I'm calling people out now. The children who they, who think they can get away with saying what they want about other people's lives just as a joke. Oh, I'm just joking. It was a joke. Don't realise the repercussions of their actions. Like the amount of the kids in our school, who I really hope are listening to this because I really want to call them out on it. The amount of people in our school who act like they can say what they want to whoever they want, it doesn't matter. The amount of people who've said stuff to me, which resulted in what happened to me last November, they don't realise how much their shitty words can fuck someone up. Yeah, no. They really don't. Like, I think it's also worse when you're a kid as well, being told that you're worth, like, as a kid... Being told that you're worthless, you're gonna keep that to your like keep that close to your chest, and being reminded of it whilst you're growing up, that's not going to help. That's making it all worse, and I know that. I I know that too well. So you do people. You really need to keep in consideration of what you're saying. This all affects someone, and if you say it to the wrong person at the wrong time, you might just cause something to happen. You might be just as bad as a murderer. That's how, I'll throw, I'm being blunt now. Like, you could cause someone to die. Yeah, and it'd be your and fault. that's the harsh reality of it, and it will be your fault. Oh, this is a debate I want to bring into this episode. Okay. In, in English the other week... But it wasn't over week. When we were doing inspector calls at school, someone, not naming names, in our class, we were doing an episode based on like who whose fault is it for she not for Sheila's for either suicide in inspector calls. And and someone in that in that lesson said, Well, how can it be anyone else's fault? She's the one who killed herself, it's her problem. Collectively you can make someone do it. The way I'm, though, you should have saw me in that lesson because I was about to punch someone. Because what they don't get is if people people don't understand how fucking hard it is to have those thoughts, to want to do that. You don't just wake up one day after nothing happening to you, being like, "Hmm, I want to kill myself today." No. Something happens in the day. It might, yeah. It may all fully rightly be be your own fault. It could be. I'm not saying it can't be 100%. Like, no, there's no way someone would just kill themselves for their own, if it's their own fault. And I'm not saying that. But the what he meant was, the person who said it, he meant, how can someone else be blamed for someone else's suicide? It's their fault. End of sentence, full stop, bluntly. And I will openly say there there were people from my school who caused me to almost do what I did last year. And I'll I'll straight up say that. I'm not ashamed to speak about it. I won't name who we are because I'm not a dick. Privacy reasons. Privacy oh, yeah. reasons. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be as bad as them, do you know what I mean? No, nah, no. Nah. 
But people but, don't understand, like, with suicide, it's always the actions of someone. It doesn't have to be the person who's committing it. What are you going to say? It's, it's always someone that drives them to do it. It can be... A, it could just be not someone. It could be something. But most of the time, it is someone who drives them to do it. And no, most of the time, it's from what people say about them. It's about how they insult them, how they hurt them, like, verbally. It's, they, you, they need to take it into consideration that you you will be responsible for it you may not have like killed them directly but you caused that to happen that is your fault you have done that to that person yeah. that drove them to do it yeah it's like you may not have literally hung them or stabbed them do you know what i mean no you might not have physically done that but mentally and it's just and, as bad as if you did it yourself. Yeah. I I don't know if you could tell, but I'm very passionate about this topic. <laughs> same th same for me. Yeah. Because in in the episode I did last year about my whole, whole palaver. We know. Yeah, yeah. I sat I sat down with my parents. My parents were on there and they cried. My parents don't cry in front of me. And that's how it made them feel because of what I almost did. I had people who don't hug me ever. Like, our friend Lucy, she barely hugs me. The, the day after it happened, and I was back in school, the day I was back in school, she saw me, ran up to me and hugged me, like, really tightly. I had people literally saying, you fucking scared me. And, oh, God. And... I had br no sorry. I'll cut that out. Comparison. Com 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 thingy. Compar thingy. Yeah, compares myself. Um Compar I had Yes. Three, two, one. I had yeah. people come up to me and check on me who are normally not I wanna say well not nice people, but they normally have they're normally the ones who joke about everything and like have a laugh and are not really serious. I had them checking on me. And it kind of just hit me where I was there, like... People do care. Even the, mo even the most idiotic people... <laughs> care. And it's like, this topic on a whole, it really should be spoken about more. Yeah. Like, people who are suicidal, depressed self-harm like anyone with a mental health problem it shouldn't be such a oh my god we're talking about it oh my lord it shouldn't be like that it shouldn't be like something like everyone's ashamed of talking about no people should be able to they should be able to but like of course there's going to be those people that will put them down for it and that's what makes people bottle it up my that's what biggest makes my biggest message from this is that, if, first off, 
if someone tries to open up to you about their emotions, don't shut them down. I get sometimes like it's overwhelming because your own emotions aren't the best. But the way I'm going through this is like for me, I've done this before. I've shut someone down and found then when they've told me about how they're actually feeling, it's been like, I'm on the verge of doing this. And I'm like, shit, I shut you down and like and I get like it is really difficult to like deal with your own emotions and other people's. And obviously put yourself first, yes. But if someone's coming to you and talking about how shit they're feeling, don't be like, sorry, I can't talk about this now. I need, I can't deal with it. Make sure they're talking to someone else about it, at least. Yeah. Like, okay, just to briefly mention... Less than a minute, so you have to just join back. Huh? Okay, so um, I'm just going to briefly mention this. I... You also need to listen to other people, but you also need to think about yourself. Because I helped people with their issues and I pushed mine aside. Just because you need to hear them out doesn't mean you should push yours aside and make let it get worse, because that's what happened to me and here I am. Same. You, you, like, whilst... Sure, you may not be in the best mental state, but you can at least advise them to talk to someone else. Or you could just say, okay, if you like need anything, I can be here, but I can't do much at the moment. Just let them know that you're there to talk like if they like need to, or just at least like like I said and like Aiden said. Tell them they can go talk to someone else, someone that can help them. Yes. And don't because, shove yours aside. Don't shove it aside. Because as much as their feelings are important, <clears throat> yours are as just important. Like, neither of you are more important than the other person. Because the way I look at it is, yeah, you might not know what to do to help the person, but sometimes they don't need you to help in the nicest way possible. They just need to know, like, they just need to know you're there. Yeah. And, like, I've told so many people this, including my own girlfriend. Because she told me before, she was there, like, I don't know how to help you. And I'm like, you are. You being here. You staying with me. You loving me when I'm in this state. And that, that goes not just for people, your partners, for your friends as well, because I love Evan, I love Phoenix. Yeah. One, two, three. I love Sharky. And I do, because they're, they're like family to me. All my friends yeah. are, are like family to me. Just knowing someone is there can make the difference. It can help you so much. And, and... I haven't realised that, so I kept helping people. So... I let myself get worse whilst they got better. But sometimes, like Aiden has said, sometimes just being there is the best you can do and it does genuinely help. You need to lift each other up. Because, like, you need to be there for each other, not for one person. Because it's kind of like that 
I don't know if you saw it, but there's, a, there's like a meme thing where it's like, it's like, you know, one of those seesaws. Uh, yeah. It's like, those scales, like, yeah, like you're stood on one side and it's like, you're, you're helping them. So you're like giving them everything, but they're not helping you. So you're not, she's, they're not giving you anything. So you're going like this and you guys can't see what I'm doing. So you, like, <laughs> You're it's like the one higher. side of the scale is going higher and the other scale is going down. And that's how it is. That's how it was for me. But I the, helped the people, they got better and I got so much worse. Because you're taking on all of their problems. And if you take on all of their problems as well as your own problems, you're going to get overloaded, is the best way I can put it. And it's just going to result in like anxiety, depression... Hell, you're gonna have panic attacks. You're gonna like you're going to suffer if you don't. You're gonna get try ten times worse. Yourself as well. If you help other people, that's great and all. But what much more can you do if you can't help yourself? Yeah, you can't help other people if you can't help yourself. Because as soon as you've helped them as much as you can, you can't. You, the way I'm trying to put it is like when you help someone, they're always gonna need help. And the more you help them, the the less you're getting help. I don't have to put it into words properly, but like the more you help them, they're getting better while you're getting worse. And as soon as you get to that bottom point where you can't help them anymore, you can't help anyone anymore, and you are done, you're done for good. No one's gonna be able to help them, so they're gonna come for, they're gonna be they're gonna come crashing down with you. Like it's not all right because, like, you'll both end up crashing and burning. Because if you're, if someone's dependent on your, like, help and your love and your affection just to keep them stable, as soon as you can't help anyone anymore and you have to give up because you can't do anything anymore, as soon as you have to do that, who's going to be there to help them? It's also like, if you can't help them anymore, you also your mental health will also get worse because you feel like you, if you can't do anything, then you're worthless. You have nothing else about you that's good, and it is very damaging. So yeah. you need to bear all of this in mind. Yeah, and I think for now, this is where we're going to leave you guys. <laughs> yep. After but, this really serious topic. But I do think we're going to come back and do a second one. Yeah, this deserves more attention than it does get. In the in last week's episode, not last week's episode, the last episode you guys saw where we were explaining the hiatus, we explained there's going to be a season three where we do a five-part season. In that five-part season, we're focusing on people's stories. And in that season, I'm going to try and make the second one of these, episode five, so we can go on about everything and kind of like, kind of like go into more detail about it. Also, we can have a longer episode so we can just sit down and talk about it. And that's kind of what I want to do so we can do a longer conversation because this topic is not talked about enough. 
And I feel like we have so much more we can say on this topic, both of us. We have a lot we can say on this topic. Yeah, there, there, there is so much we could talk about this. And we it's, will. <laughs> we will talk about this more, we will. Just not in this episode. No. So, it was a hard-hitting episode, I know. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I felt... <laughs> I felt uh, emotions today. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I, it's been a lot. Yeah. Next week's episode is not less serious, but it's like less like as deep as this it'll be going into sexism which is still a big topic but it won't be as deep as we've got in this episode yeah so it it'll it'll be break up from the mental health side yeah and talk about the more worldly issues that are like society and fingers crossed Next week, we'll have three of us on there. Me, Amelia, and Sharky. Because I'm a male, Amelia's female, and Sharky's non-binary. So it's kind of like covering all the aspects of sexism. Yes. Yes. So I hope you guys, I wouldn't say enjoyed, because it's been, not really, I wouldn't say enjoyable. But we hope we've like informed you guys about this topic. We hope it's spread awareness so that no one's as mindless with what they say. Yes. And what they do. Oh, yes. <laughs> and what they yeah. do. And that's where we're going to leave you. So we'll yeah. see you guys next week for a less yeah. serious topic. Thanks see for ya. joining us. Bye. Peace.